ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as the men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. Andrea Berger, how are you? I'm good. How about yourself? Oh, I can't complain. It's, you know, I live in Southern California. It's paradise. Oh, I bet it is. I bet it's better than here where it's like 32 degrees outside. 32 degrees. How do you guys function in the cold weather? We get used to it, I guess. <laughs> um, wasn't it warm a couple of weeks ago? It was, it was pretty decent out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we are actually had a couple of friends riding. I don't know, a couple of weekends ago, and they were extremely happy with the weather and the track conditions for and, being December. Wow. It, so there's, so once it starts to get in cold, there's no riding at all? Uh, there, there definitely is. I actually rode this past Saturday in about 30 degree weather. How, how does that affect you? Uh, your fingers get cold, and I usually double <laughs> up on lingers. <laughs> I kind of figured that, but I was thinking more in, in the abilities, like the ground being harder. Are these things affecting the way you ride? Uh, actually, to be honest, it, the, the soil had perfect moisture in it. So it wasn't dusty. It wasn't hard. I guess it was, I was riding sand. So I don't know. I I couldn't believe how good the soil was um, or how cold it was. So once it freezes and once you get snow, then you're limited on your practice? Pretty much. You got to hop on a snowmobile after it snows. How does the training on a snowmobile help you on an ATV? Uh, it at least gets you the upper body motion and, I don't know, I'm just going in and out of corners. I can't. I, I guess I have tried racing snowmobiles, but it's mostly just trail riding. I do up here. So at least get the um, arms and some of the leg motions training in. Get your lungs. Does it blow your lungs up much? Oh, yeah. If you get get the right kind of conditions, it does. The tight. um, If you're in the woods up north, it's a little bit tighter up there. And if you're cruising, you'll you'll get your heart pumping a little bit. Well, that's always good. You know, you got to stay in shape. Um, When you're telling me about where you ride the snowmobile, is it in Illinois, Iowa, or Wisconsin? Uh, We usually, I usually ride with my dad. So we go up to um, either upper Wisconsin, northern Wisconsin, and go up into Michigan or the UP. Oh, nice. Usually do a couple big loops within a day and go back home. Yeah, I've never I've never been up there uh, up in that portion of the country in the cold weather. Uh, it's beautiful. I would recommend it. Uh if you don't like the cold, I would just say suck it up and go up there anyways. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome cuz I hate the cold. Oh. My wife my wife loves the cold, but I just some oh buddy. <laughs> the old joints start hurting and there's injuries that that come out and you know, you just, you, you feel all, you feel older in the cold. I guess I haven't hit that point yet, but yeah, I I can feel for you. (laughs) You'll get there. It's okay. You'll get there. Your dad may be there, you know, definitely. He, yeah, he definitely is. So, so how involved in your racing is your family? Uh, they are very involved with my racing. My dad's actually the one that got me into it back when I was five years old. He uh, he ended up buying me a three-wheeler on my fifth birthday, or he gave me it, actually. Um, and I guess I was a backyard ripper for a little bit, and then me and him would go to practice tracks. Uh, there's a couple local tracks at, like, Anschutz, Denmark, and then it turned into Gravity Park USA, which is in Chilton, Wisconsin. And we just took... Uh, Whenever he got off of work and picked me up from daycare, we went to the track and practiced somewhere. That's so awesome. So you and your dad have a pretty close relationship. Yeah, we we really do. I mean, um, 
I guess the love of the sport or the love of racing just kind of runs in my blood. And I also have a brother that races too. So it's uh, right. pretty much the whole family. What class does he ride in? Is he older or younger? He is actually younger. He is five years younger. Sorry, Ben, but can't remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he is younger than me, but he's faster than me. Well, is uh, that- he- accidental or is he just take more chances than you probably taking more chances than me he uh he raced motocross for a little bit but he still does but he right now he's more focused on cross country and he's been doing really well he's been running parts of the iowa cross country series down there and he also won the championship in um in wisconsin that's nice for cross country. Uh, uh, do yeah. you, you ride some cross country stuff too don't you I do. I do. It, um, as right now, I don't do as much as I used to, but that's definitely was a big part of how I grew up too. um, of always being at a cross country event here and there. Do you, when you go ride cross country, is it only local or do you get to go travel to the nationals or, or do any of the big stuff? I do pretty much a little bit of everything. I do a local series. It's WIXC series. And then I did a couple down in Indiana, a couple of their local series, and I usually do Ironman for GNCC. Love and, that Bob Sloan. Hmm? Love that Bob Sloan. Uh, you don't know who Bob Sloan is? No. Bob the Iron Man Sloan? I've never heard of that. Bob oh, Sloan wow. is a GNCC legend. When we get off, when we get off, look him up. Will do. Ran, ran it down right now. His son races motorcycles in the GNC, GNCC as well. Um, and uh, I've got to go back to Blackwater and a couple other events with Bob. Been in France with him as well. So he's, oh. he, he unfortunately passed away, but, you know, he, he was... Uh, while he was riding, he was, he was quite the guy. All right. Yeah. I'll definitely look him up. Well, that's, there's, that's one of the things that I've noticed with a lot of the, um, how should I say this younger enthusiasts or riding mm-hmm. is the history has been lost somewhere. And, and this is where, um, I keep trying to reach out to as many of the older people as I can and the older guys, the older gals, and bringing them on and having them tell their stories because they're so the history goes so far back. And most people don't realize our industry started in 1969. Yeah. That's way before my time. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and there's so many things that I think affect where you guys are today and, and how it all developed. And, and it's important that, we get the history out so that you, so that you younger guy, younger people know that where it all came from, you know, it, it didn't just happen. And, and there's a lot of people that did a lot of work to, to, to get it to grow and make it happen. Right. So that I've been listening to your podcast and whatnot, and it's just listening to the history of everything that went down and how people used to race. And it, it's incredible from where, where we came from. Oh, you have no idea. I remember going to the races when I was a kid. Yeah, a long time ago. I know, I'm old. <laughs> and watching them ride rigid three-wheelers. I couldn't imagine how oh, their poor bodies. But you you think that it's 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 come so far, you know, with the development of suspension and the and the shock technology and the engine technology and all these things keep getting better and better and better. Um it's pretty amazing. It definitely is. So when you're, when you're training for the motocross, I I know you, we talked about your snowmobile stuff in the winter. What do you do in the summertime? In the summer track in the summertime. Um, I actually just recently started doing CrossFit. I tried doing a little bit less of weights and just focused on cardio whenever I am working out, um, just because I'm worried about getting arm pump and whatnot. But CrossFit is, it fit into my pro- program perfectly over the summer and part of um, last winter. And definitely 
definitely improved my skills uh, or transferred over into riding. And then I usually just try riding twice in a week, which is usually Saturday and Sunday. Either that's a race of some sort or just riding a couple of local tracks. Do you think the off national racing is as beneficial as just going and practicing? I would say if there was more local tracks open or, um, I guess, uh, what do you want to call it? more local races for quads as of right now in the areas that I'm in, it's, it's kind of dying out. So the so local area struggle. Hmm? Yeah. They're, they're struggling a little bit for sure. Uh, what about, what about two wheelers? You do any two wheeler stuff? Oh, heck no. <laughs> wow that was quite the answer yeah i've i've tried it like don't get me wrong i tried putting my leg over one and then i go around in the parking lot i'm like no way it's i guess it's out of my realm well you know at least you know your world right you, you yeah play in your world what year were was it when you started racing the nationals it was 2017 when I first started racing the Nationals. Uh, I got a, me and my dad were going back and forth on it. Well, actually, let's go back. So my first National ever was in 2011. I just turned 16. I'm on a YMZ 450 2004. And uh, I guess it was Red Bud. Uh, Redbud was my first one and didn't go so hot. <laughs> Actually, in the first first corner, I ended up riding a berm and then flipping my quad over. And after I flipped it back over, found out that my paddle and my thumb throttle broke completely off. Oh. So I couldn't even finish the race. <laughs> but um, the next day, I ended, I ended up getting, I think, seventh in that moto and a really bad place overall. But it wasn't the best experience ever, but it, it at least it's a start. So did it give you the bug? Uh, it definitely gave me the bug. <laughs> uh, just at the time, I wasn't able to race all the nationals, obviously, just because I don't think my skill abilities were there and money wasn't there. It, it, I guess my dad helped me out as much as I could, but I also paid for quite a bit of my racing. and. We only made it to a select few like Redbud, um, Millville, whenever they started racing there, and then also Sunset Ridge. All right. And then what changed for you to go full time? Well, back in 2017, I started, um, it was my last year of college. And me and my dad were kind of teeter-tottering about doing the series and whatnot. And I'm like, well, you got to do it. And then I met this guy, Kevin Lenz, at a local banquet, at Gravity Park Banquet. And we talked to him and we got set up with him and having some support for 2017. And that was with Lens Motorsports. It was a just a family. They're actually Kevin Lens, Nicole Lens, and Kyler Lens, um, and they started a team. And they they helped you get the machines ready and and get you to the races, or was it just you and your dad uh, going to the races? It was. It they helped me get to the races, so I was kind of on my own for 2017. I ended up the first race was in Texas and actually the first and second race, Texas and Georgia. I went with a family, um, a Gabe Dahmer. I traveled with them. And then, uh, then for the rest of the races or quite a few of the races, the lenses helped, helped me out and also took me to the races. Nice. How'd that first year work out for you? It was horrible. And that, it wasn't horrible. Don't get me wrong. It was very complicated. As you know, um, they've had the same tracks in the series for so long. And basically all the other riders or all the other girls have been to the, these tracks how many times. So coming into the 
the series and only seeing Redbud and Sunset Ridge and Millville, it was, it was hard for me uh, to learn the rest of the tracks and learn the ins and outs because you got to set up your bike a little bit different here and there and learn how to expect and know what lines to expect. So, so I take it that you are a good study because things changed for you in 19 and 20. Yeah, definitely did for sure. It in 19 or well, I guess 19 was my first championship. Um, I guess everything kind of fell in line in 19 and it just took off from there. And elaborate on that for me a little. Um, uh, this is where you got to talk about yourself. All right. Talk to talk about myself. Well, Shoot, in 2019, uh, I think I came out swinging. I can't remember. Yeah, it was Texas. Texas was the first one on, or underground was the first one. And oh, that, that track was such a muddy mess. Let me tell you. Um, I just, I, me and Michelle Jenkins, we kind of battled, I believe, the first moto. And then um, the second moto on Sunday was where it just, Port, I believe. Uh, sorry, Michelle, if you can't remember, but or I can't remember, I guess either or. But either way, it was just rain, rained a lot, and at each race, um, I also race B class. So I try to compare myself with a B class of any, or I compare myself to the B class riders and women's and where I would line up and see where my speed is. And each time or each race, I ended up getting a little bit better and a little bit better and bringing out my lines at, at each track really helped too. And I was also learning more about my bike. And I think just setting up my bike each, each time or at each track helped a lot too. Dialing in the shocks, things like that. Yep. Um, it was a big learning curve from 2017 to the 2019. Well, there's a lot of intricacies involved in there, you know, shock setup and, and, you know, tire pressures and, you know, how you want your bike to respond. So there's some, some gearing nuances. There's, there's always something and there's always something to learn. Uh, I'll tell you this, you can do it for your whole life and still be learning. Oh, no kidding. I mean, there's always something to adjust and there's always something to make the quad better. Right. I mean, yeah, can't settle for less, I guess. Well, you just have to realize when the green flag drops, doesn't matter what setup you picked. That's what you got. Make it work. Exactly. And I think um, for a lot of years, like in 2017, that's what my quad is. It was like, yes, I didn't know too much about it. And I just went, you know, and that's when I had a lot of issues with motors. I guess what I'm necessarily motors, but not knowing the quad well enough saying, hey, this is what's going on. and whatnot it like sometimes it would die and you'd be like oh well that's a carb issue and you gotta fix the carb or some sort or change the jet right and and you learned uh, your your surrounding system of people that were where, where you also got better yes definitely so like i said 2017 i was kind of a loner um 2017 when i first left I, um, little tidbit of story, but when I first left my parents' house, my dad looked like a lost puppy. <laughs> he was so, <laughs> he was, I think he was just so nervous that I was going out on my own. And that was, that was my first national going by myself. And he was, I think he wished he could have been there for sure, but it was, it was, it was a sad moment for the both of us, but it was, it was also really good. How many but, does he get to make them now? Kinda. Um, he makes it to a couple of them. So he still raced up until, well, he still races, I guess. But the last couple of years, he just started racing UTVs. Um, so he's been doing that. He's awful, awfully busy. So he hasn't been able to make a lot. I think last year they made Redbud, and this year they made Sunset Ridge. So they, he races the 50 plus class and the 40 plus class, which is nuts that he's still doing it. Cause he is something else. He's so quick. <laughs> so dad's faster or you're faster. 
Um, I think we're pretty much even right about now. I think old age really kicked in, but he is so fast on a quad. He is nuts. Like he, um, back in the day, he was one of the top A level, A class riders at our in our local series, and he did fairly well. Whenever he was able to go to the national, he did fairly well for himself too. So you got to watch Dad race as you were growing up. Yep. Yep. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty nuts. And not a lot of people can say that. I mean, we even had some times where we raced against each other uh, back at our local track at Gravity. And I did get to beat him one time when I was younger. Nice. Yeah, I was ahead of him for most of the race. And I knew a corner he was playing on passing me and stole his line. I got the overall. That's awesome. How did he take that? Um, he just threw a bunch of excuses out there. Like, Oh, my quad wasn't running right. He stole my line, that kind of thing. Like I, sh- and I don't know. It was, it was interesting. He just made a bunch of excuses for not winning. Right. That's, that's usually what the old guys do when the young, young ones win. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta come up with something to, to offset it a little, you know? Yeah. And he still does. He actually still races cross country too with my brother. So anytime my brother wins against him, he throws all those excuses too. Right. <laughs> and, and do you get to race against your brother much? Uh, not really. Uh, ever since he started racing cross country, he just, um, he just doesn't have the time, I guess, to go to motocross races right now. And plus we'd be in different classes anyways. What's the, what's the big draw for him? Do you know what, what his draw is to the cross country versus the motocross? I think he just, he's very quick in the woods. Like he just picks it up very easily. Um, also with motocross struggling in Wisconsin, he, um, there's not a whole lot of motocross races there. So he does a couple local ones and then also local nationals, but that's about it. So there's just more opportunities in cross country. Does he travel to any of the GNCC nationals? Uh, Just Ironman for right now. I think he plans on doing a couple more next year and probably um, Iowa series again. And also maybe IRXC, which is an Indiana, right? Um, Indiana series. Right. Right. Crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. So what about mom? What does she think of all this racing? She loves it. I don't think at first she did. She wasn't too crazy about it because she had to take care of two kids whenever my dad was gone racing. But until she was able to drink a couple beers and relax at the track, she, she embraced it completely. And she does all the background work, which goes unnoticed i mean she travels to all the races with us whenever she can and she makes the food she does the laundry that kind of thing um things that really impact a race weekend and you don't even yeah some of those things that you don't even realize uh, that you know when there's a sandwich there or your jersey's clean and and you just get to pick it up and put it on and go uh because you had so many other things doing yeah that's pretty yep, awesome. Exactly. And so you have a great fan base there at home. I really do. I mean, I couldn't be doing this without them. I want to ask you about your college. Where'd you go to college and what'd you study? So I went to UW Stevens Point in Wisconsin and I studied waste management and also received a minor in soil. Uh, so basically, what that is, is I work with landfills. Okay. Yeah. So where is that going to take you? That'll take me to like basically running landfills, uh, being an operations manager. Oh, right now I'm an operations manager at a landfill. Um, So I just do the daily operations, making sure the guys show up for work. Uh, We do the fill plant planning. So we know where the, garbage is going for that day and also make sure we're environmentally safe um, that we're not out of compliance of any sort and um, basically be almost like a construction manager to making sure 
the constructions uh, we do covers and we have to plan out for the next cell. Um, Pretty. And we, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just making sure that everything's on course and we're not going to run out of space to put garbage for that year. <laughs> run out of space. <laughs> so it, so it's different every year. It's different every year, pretty much. Um, you're how to explain it. Like at this job, it's kind of like a fire hose being squirting in your face every day and you just got to go with it. Right. And you guys can stay environmentally safe. It's getting the people that are filling the landfill to do their part. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, that's part of it. Pretty much making sure that they're like, they run these huge machines they are called compactors and there's, make sure that they compact the garbage enough in one day. So um, the garbage is compacted enough to a certain point or to a certain spec. So when when you test soils, are you, are you testing for gases? Are you testing for certain things, specific things, or how does that work for you? Uh, Not necessarily. We don't, we do do testing. I don't do it personally, I guess, but when we do test for soils, it's usually just to get a base so whenever, um, just making sure that I guess it's not contaminated. And if it is, then we got something really, really wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's usually, that's usually a bad thing, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So where do you see your future with ATVs going? As of right now, I plan on racing until I grow old. I mean, I, I don't think I've tried walking away a couple times and I always come back to it. I mean, there's nothing that can replace the feeling of starting on a gate full of other racers and racing to that first corner. Uh, and I just throwing, throwing that one leg over your quad and getting on and going as fast as you can into a corner. I mean, nothing replaces that. I I've tried, it doesn't work. Um, and I, I would get bored. So what my game plan is for 2020, I still plan on racing. After that, it's just year by year basis of what's going on in my life. Um, what else is there? I guess right now I am dating my uh, Keaton Sterk and he races as well. So I think our game plan is to keep on racing until till we get old and whatnot. and have fun while doing it. Well, that's the main portion. If you're not having fun doing it, you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, exactly. You know, it doesn't matter the way I look at it. You got to, you got to keep it in perspective. If you're getting to race your ATV, you're not home doing yard work or you're not at work or you're not doing something that's not as much fun. So if you get first or 15th, you should be smiling when you get done. Oh yeah. Um, I definitely struggled with that for a couple of years where it was the life was kind of sucked out of racing just because I was doing it all the time. But it, after a while, you found that streak of fun and, um, every time you get on the bike, just to ride, it's, it's a good time. That's awesome. So who are some of your idols? My idols? Oh gosh. So on the guy side, it is Doug Gust. Um, (laughs) the story behind that is my first national I ever went to motocross national. I was 2004 at Redbud, and I remember watching them out on the track and my dad got a shirt for me that, or while we were there and I went up to Doug Gus and he signed that (laughs) t-shirt. I thought it was the coolest thing being able to see someone on the track and then having him say, Hey, Here's or uh, here's my signature on this T-shirt. I, I don't know T-shirt. I do have it yet. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> he's he quite the guy. I mean, fierce, fierce competitor. Yeah, he. Um, it was so cool because he would show up at some of the local tracks or local race races back in Wisconsin, and it would be like, I can't believe Doug Gus showed up th- this weekend and my dad would have to race against him. So my dad's like, meh, meh, um, <laughs> got race against Doug. <laughs> but, um, well, 
he also thought it was cool at the same time. But uh, yeah, he's he was one of my race race idols, and it was actually pretty cool back in 2017 when um, Kevin Lenz was still still around in Wisconsin. Uh, he had a local race uh, in Sugar Maple, and he was able to get Doug Gust out there. And so it was really cool again to see him racing um, after when he's retired. And oh, and me and my friend at the time, we were we had to give him a ride back to the, his airport or whatnot to drop him off at his airplane. So it was really cool just kind of have that one on one with him and get to talk to him too. He's he's a nice guy too, isn't he? Oh yeah, definitely is. Uh, always always had a lot of respect for him. I haven't got to, I didn't get to work directly with him, uh, unfortunately, but we raced against him quite a bit. And uh, because you got to figure all of the guys like him started probably before you were born. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it's a lot of fun. Who else do you, who else do you like? So on the, on the woman's side, it would be Michelle, uh, Michelle Natalie. Uh, I always thought she was a great rider when I was younger. I don't know why. And then um, my dad always talked about Angela Moore. I never got to really see her ride and whatnot, but I saw a couple of videos like live in person, but I saw a couple of videos and man, she moved. I can't believe how fast she was for um, back in the day, I guess. Probably no offense to you because you're a, a two-time champion, but as far as one of the women in the sport, probably hands down the best the, yeah. the fiercest um senior i get to i got to see her when she was a little kid mm-hmm. back at the nationals uh, she'd probably be mad me telling the stories but you know um but she, when she was done racing back in the motocross series she came out to the west coast and raced the work series and beat up on the boys you know, not only did she win the women's class, but she was running in the pro-am class and, and running top five. Oh my gosh. I couldn't imagine. And that's cool. She did top five riding a Polaris. What? Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, that's crazy. She her preferred machine, I believe I would have to ask her uh, to be positive, but I think it was a Honda at the time. Um, but she did have some opportunities to do some stuff with Polaris. Um, and uh, I always enjoyed watching her race. I always enjoyed hanging out with her in the pits. She was just, she was, she's a great kid. And I call her a kid. She's a grown woman, you know, and, but to me, she's still a kid, you know, you're mm-hmm. all, but that's neither here nor, here nor there. Um, Michelle was racing when I was traveling back east a little. Um, I never got to I never got to know her very well. Uh, I knew John a little bit, but not not super close. Um, you know, had the small interactions with him, but you know, they're just you just there's not enough hours in the day to know everybody. No, I mean the race community is pretty big, so I, I understand that. Back it was bigger back then, I think. Um, what my, what I really enjoy about talking to you guys is, is I get to meet the younger crowd. I haven't got to see any of you guys ride, but I'm mm-hmm. getting meet and, and get your perspective on the ATV industry and your passions for the ATV industry now. Um, because it's been my life and the, the sport that I've loved so much. Right. Hmm. I wish I wish you could go back and I mean, have you ever looked at and watched any of the old uh, uh, Wavos movies or anything like that? I have. Um, it's been a while since I looked at any of those videos, I guess. But um, I some, just can't believe there were some crazy like, fast guys back then. Yeah, there definitely was. Not not to take anything away from uh, Joel or Chad. I mean, come on, or Thomas. I mean, these guys are fast too. So. It would have mm-hmm. been nice to it would have been nice to match them all back up in the day. I was talking to somebody the other day. Chad is probably one of the last of the old guard. He kind of now that you bring that up, he kind of is. I, I don't mean to call him old or anything, but he um, just going back in the day. I guess he. Uh, 
I don't even know where to start with that. Actually. I don't know. I was back. I was working with a kid named Tavis Kane, um, back East, uh, at the nationals when Chad was a newbie pro. Mm. And that was in 96. That was in 96. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember. I was, I was four years old when that happened. <laughs> so I don't, I don't even know about that. That's like, I was into Barbies and wishing for a three-wheeler at that point. <laughs> that just tells you, you know, the career that that guy's had is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Actually, um, not Brett to bring him up. It's pretty cool. So my, um, my boyfriend has a, his track, has a track in Iowa and Chad actually practices there, practices there quite a bit during the summer. So I actually get to practice with him every once in a while. Following, get some of those tips. I mean, he's a, an amazingly talented guy. Uh, trying to, <laughs> well, trying to work on the tips at least. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure, he, I'm sure he'll take some time. You know, I, I've talked to more than one writer that, that has spent a little time with him and he, and he helps him out. So I'm sure that, I'm sure that he'll give you some, some pointers if he hasn't already. Like here and there. I mean, it's, I don't know. I think it's just cool that we get to ride in his presence if that sounds corny at all, but it's, it's cool to see him shred on a home track. Well, yeah. Um, but one thing that we all forget is we all put our pants on one leg at a time. You know, nobody's bigger than nobody's bigger than you want to make them. And you're a two-time champion in your world. Okay. And you need to, you need to lift yourself up a little for that. Um, Chad's a seven time champ. Don't get me wrong. He's freaking, he's awesome, but he still puts his pants on one leg at a time. And he's still, uh, I think from what I don't get to talk to him very often. I haven't, I haven't seen him since a, a motocross race out here on the West coast years ago, a, a, a motorcycle race. Wasn't even an ATV race. Huh. Um, and, and he's always been a super nice kid. So uh, remember even, even your idols are human. They're just like you. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I am. Um, sometimes I'll get tongue tied in front of people like that. Uh, or I guess just don't know what to say. Just be you, you know, be you, you love race and talk about racing because you know, he has the same passion for the racing that you do and the same drive. And that's what it's all about. You know, you can talk about bike setup. You can talk about going into the first turn because the passion for that is what the sport's all about. You know, it's like mm-hmm. if you golf and you, and you make that killer shot and it's a hole in one, you know, you may have scored, you know, 180, but you got a hole in one. So you're coming back the next day to play again. Right. So you, you got to keep everything in perspective. And I know that when we're younger, our perspective is a little harder to hold on to and, and, and to keep it from getting bigger than it really is. Yeah. That's just one thing I got to work on. I mean, it's definitely, um, I guess when I was younger, I've never expected that being able to practice and talk to Chad like that either. So right now it's just like, well, this is pretty cool. I mean, it, it's starting to be more normalized. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it's still pretty cool coming from or looking back at like 15 or 16 year old Andrea. Well, I freaking, I would think it would be pretty cool to go and hang out with him too. So, uh, because I'm a fan of, of all of them. I mean, I don't get to ride as much as I would like to, but testing and, and doing some of the stuff that we still do on the West coast or at our shop, but I don't get to just go ride that hardly ever anymore. It just doesn't work out. Um, when you is, talk, is that just because of life in general now or staying uh, home? Well, no, I mean, I work, I work for my brother uh, at Duncan racing and then I still have uh, my facility where I, build and prep race bikes. Uh, not a whole lot of going on in there this year, but there's some stuff. And then I do the podcast and, uh, 
you know, I do have to spend a little bit of time with my wife. <laughs> right. Got to make her a priority. Happy yeah. wife, happy life, right? Or, yeah, uh, happy you know, I'm, I'm truly blessed because she understands what I'm doing and she understands the work. And, you know, it's just like right before we, we sat down to, to have a conversation, you know, she walked in the door, gave me a kiss and, you know, knew what was going on. And, and, uh, it, she just, she works with it and, uh, takes great care and, and makes sure that everything is running correctly so that, so that we can do these things. Right. That's awesome. I'm, I'm hoping I can do that for someone. You probably already do. And you don't even realize it. Um, you know, you make sure that you take care of yourself and then uh, you just work towards making that. Well, for me, anyway, I, I work towards being a better, a better man every day because mm-hmm. I want to be better than I was the day before. And we're all human and we're all fallible and we all make mistakes and backslide and do all that, that good stuff. But that's how we learn, you know? Mm-hmm. And don't lose your passion for this industry because I hope that when you're a mom and you have children and, and you know, they get to look back at your photos and your videos and be, get as excited as you are about doing it uh, because it's an amazing industry and the family that you'll gain from it, which you probably already have just a huge extended family at the racetrack. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible. Like with the people that you meet at a racetrack, I mean, it, they're almost closer than any family they have back at home. I feel like, um, like there's another family that we travel with. So I travel with my boyfriend and there's a family, the BBs. And uh, I feel like we're, we're like brothers and sisters when it comes down we travel to all the races. So we're spending like 20 plus hours together in a confined space and you just get to know one each other so well. And then you'd always have their back. I feel like, and I feel like they would always have my back and that's one of the best feelings you can have. And then just in general, the people I meet at the racetrack, you, you care about, you worry about them too. Like I know, um, Michelle Jenkins, she's having going through a couple issues right now. And so put a prayer out there for her every once in a while and make sure she's doing all right or just check up on her. That's true. That's true. Um, compassion for humanity, you know, and your fellow competitors. I mean, sportsmanship at the highest level is caring about the people that you compete the hardest with. Because, yeah when it's all said and done, it's only, it, you're, you're not making any money at it. You're making a trophy, you're getting a trophy and a, and a great memory. <laughs> you said it well, <laughs> <laughs> this is purely just a hobby, a hobby for me, I guess. And I don't make a whole lot of money out of it, but you got to spend your money somewhere. Exactly. You know, I mean, some people build cars, some people do other things that you're not supposed to do. You know, I've chosen to be involved in ATVs my whole life and whether it made me any money or not, you know what, we can talk about some cool stories and some cool places, you know, you just get to do, I've just got to do, um, I've lived a dream and I really have. Love to dream. That's a good, that's a good way of doing it. I mean, it's, you make so many memories and then you just. I guess, um, making dreams, you think of something and you go do it, you know, like, um, going out for doing or go, going to see a different track and whatnot. It'd be one a weekend of traveling to go practice at this awesome track that you heard of. Exactly. And then you've got, you got to, you got to do something that's out of your spectrum of your normal day your normal world. You, you got out of the normal world and you go see something amazing and you learn something while you're there. Exactly. Either. I don't know, maybe just the history of that land, just in general, like I'm, I'm kind of a history, history guru too. I like learning um, what's happened in the past in different areas. And then just, or just things that that track, like, Oh, this person has been there. That's so cool. Or um, I don't know, just, being different, I guess, or just being in a different area altogether. So how much of the U S have you traveled to? Uh, 
racing wise, pretty much anywhere east of Mississippi. Um, so that takes me to Texas, Georgia. Uh, I've been to Florida once, actually last um, last winter. I, get, I was very lucky to take a long weekend and got to practice down there. And then a couple different places on the East Coast. Other than that, it was I've never been out to the East Co- or the West Coast to race at all. Been there just to visit, but nothing too extensive. I'll load the truck. It's not that big of a drive. Load the truck. <laughs> One of these days, well, I'll have to. I just gotta get the vac- vacation for it first. Well, yeah. There's there's always that there's always that nagging thing a job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it pays the bills, but you still don't want to work, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, for me, I've never worked a day in my life. You know, I've been blessed. Mm-hmm. I've been blessed, truly blessed. So expectations of the future. I know we talked a little bit about you continuing racing, uh, maybe winning the B class, maybe venturing into the A class. Um, we'll, we'll see about a class. So a class for me is very intimidating. I would say going into it, I think I have one more year in B class and I'll hopefully get a top three in B class. And as of right now, I don't know if you looked at the, um, what do you want to call it? The schedule for next year. It's not for sure yet, but it sounds like there might be like a, there's an A class and there's an AB class and the AB class is something I would probably be interested in doing and be a good stepping, uh, stepping stone class for me. It gets you in with the A riders and, and, and keep you with riding with some of the people that you normally race with. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of people this year um, in the B class that are actually moving up to A class already. So, uh, and I'm, it's like apples to apples for the, for the guys that I race against, uh, we're pretty much the same speed. So I'm like, well, if they're going up to A class, then what should I do? I mean, I've debated about either going up to A class already or not, but I don't guess I'm not there quite yet. To get faster. You must ride with faster people. True story. <laughs> I try. There's only one way to skin. There's only one way to skin that cat. You know, mm-hmm. I get, I get that it's a big step. I get that there's things involved in it, but you have to, you almost have to challenge yourself in a different way, mentally and physically. Um, your biggest portion of your holdup in your whole game. And and, and that goes for everyone is their mental. Yeah. I definitely have issues with (laughs) the mental side of things. Like there's some races where I do really good in the B class. And then there's other races be like, wow, Andrew, what happened? And it guarantees because of my mental capability that day. Mentally prepare yourself and focus in on what you're doing and, and get yourself to a higher level. I believe, I believe you have it in you. I can see the sparkle in your eye when you're talking about it. So, you know, the big grin right there that uh-huh. tells me that you have the passion and the desire. All you have to do now is plug it in. Yeah. And, and, and it is that simple. I know that it doesn't sound that simple. I know that it doesn't work that way. But when you decide that nobody's going to hold you back, nobody will. Yeah. Well, I guess one of the things like mentally, the things that are going to change for next year, I should have said this before, but I actually just bought a YFZR. Okay. For my brother. So I've been racing the same machine for the last 10 years. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I've upgraded it obviously and rebuilt it a couple of times, but it's, it's finally retired and her name's baby. So baby's now retired. I don't want to know the name of the new bike. I haven't picked one out yet. Oh, good. Well, I think, I think that's going to totally change your world because the, the, the old Yamaha is not a bad machine. Don't get me wrong, but the R machine is way better. Uh, it does so many things that are just that are just better, you know. I think the fuel injection will allow you uh, a different dimension in and how you ride it, um, from not being so taxing on you, 
because when you when you roll the throttle on coming out of the turn, you sink into it instead of straightening your arms. You're able to hold on a little better. Yes, they can build a ton of power into them so that it will tug on your arms, but it 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 all depends on on the motor guy that you're do, picking and how you build your combination of what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Well, my, my dad actually does my motor work for me. Cool. That's awesome. So it, um, last year we, well, in this past season, we kept the same motor in there for the entire season. So that's, that's all the practicing that's all the motos and it, it still runs, it runs great. And, um, it's such a smooth power too. I mean, uh, lower or bottom end, um, um, upper end, I guess, whatever you want to call it high end. It just, it's so smooth all the way around. That's good. That's really good. That's awesome. Uh, that some of the motors too. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty dang excited for uh, my new upgrade. Um, uh, very, I'm a little bit nervous, but I've been riding a stocker for a little bit here and there or quite a bit in the last year or so. So it, I should be used to it by now. Oh, uh, it's, it, I think that when the great gate drops, you're going to be like, wow, why didn't I do this a years ago? That's I'm probably going to kick, be kicking my butt. Uh, once I get off the track for the first time, hopefully it goes well though. <laughs> I think it will. I think it's going to go outstanding They're They're great machines. Uh, they've done nothing, but the, the, the technology with all the people that are working on them and all the things that we do to them to make them better. It doesn't matter if you're an East coast guy or a West coast guy, the, the technology is just getting better and better and better. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think that was, that's kind of where I was at with my car model. I mean, it was starting to get clapped out and whatnot. I mean, it was still original arms I had it on. It was, um, and axis shocks and they could just tell that they were just getting tired. Oh, so man. They were beyond tired. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, they probably should have been swapped out a couple of years back. Well, Hey, at least you, at least you got all that time out of it. That's pretty awesome. Not, yeah, not people can do that. Yeah. Excellent. So we've talked about your future. We talk about some goals. Um, Favorite track. Favorite track, Sunset Ridge, hands down. I had, um, I hit my first triple there. I've made some of the best memories there uh, for being there at the first time, like being at the track and it's just stuck ever since. Like I'm pretty sure when I die, that's going to be my heaven. (laughs) <laughs> nice so you do good there huh i do very well i i would consider that my home track that's awesome uh what's your record there from from all the years that you've been racing there not very good i guess but i did win last year that was my first win there i got third in 2018 i I think I got fourth in 2017, but I got second this year in 2020. I got um, the first moto I won, but then Neve Shaw, um, she got a really good hole shot the second moto, and I had to start from or work my way work my way up from the back. And I just I couldn't catch her. Like I caught her, but I just couldn't pass her. Uh. Um, very last lap, I'm like. We were close, though. I think we were like 0.2 seconds away from each other when we crossed the finish line. That's a good race. That's a good yeah. She, we had a really good race. I mean, and she races clean, so it's like I don't have to worry about anyone taking me out, which is really nice too. But um, yeah, all the girls right now, it's there's some growing talent for sure in that class this year, and I can't wait for next year to see what they all have. Cause I know they're, they're, they're going to come out swinging. There's a couple of them going to come swinging, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for spending time with ATV talk. I know that everybody's scheduled in, in this time frame is, is really difficult. And I, I just want to I let you know that I really appreciate you taking some time with us and I want you to keep in touch with us because mm-hmm. There's always follow-ups. Um, there's always things that that go on in the ATV world, and and you know we're growing as a as a uh, gosh I hate this word a media outlet. I'm not a media outlet, uh, you know, I'm really not. Um, but we're growing to the point where we we want to be able to 
if we change and do a group session uh, that we can call on you and ask you if you want to sit in and things like that, because we have a lot of new things happening in 2021. Um, and we're, I, I say this over and over again, we are growing so fast that I can't even keep control of it. Um, and the, the outpouring of, um, positive emotion that comes with this from, from everybody that's involved from, from you, the, the person that comes on the show and has a conversation with me to the people that are listening. Um, I would have to say the people that are listening to the episodes are, blown away because they haven't gotten this kind of information out of racers such as yourself. Uh, and then they don't know your stories. They don't know uh, all the background information and, and they're getting to know who you are and it, it's helping everybody. And I, and I, I want our industry to grow and I want everybody to understand the passion that, that I have. And it sounds like you have, and just for the love of the sport. Same. I mean, I've been trying to think of different ideas to start growing or just try to help grow the Wisconsin numbers of either kids or women. Either way, it doesn't matter. Like, I just, I don't know what to do up here in order to help grow the numbers and get people interested in racing again. The, the, the two things that I can tell you are be the best person you can be always and, and be a, uh, 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 I guess what's the word, uh, a beacon of light in society for your sport so that when people see you and they see you as an ATV racer, uh, wow, she's, she's great. She helped that little old lady across the street. You know, she's carrying groceries for this person. You know, these are just, you know, the things that I come pop in out of my head, but if people see the ATV community as, as good, positive people and see the family role model, I think that the sport will grow. It's it's tough. It's, there's econ the economy comes into play. There's other things, but we as people have to promote ourselves in, in every aspect aspect of life. So wear your team shirt, wear your sponsor shirts, be represent wherever you go, and and just promote your ATV, you know, drive around and would drive around with it in the back of your truck so that people can see it, you know, mm -hmm. laugh, but it's true. You live in a four wheel drive community. I'm assuming whether everybody has four wheel drive, but they don't have sport quads. Right. Pretty much. That's kind of what's going on here. Or they have UTVs. Well, you know, so they're, they're driving down the roads on when, that. When they see how fun it is for you to ride your ATV, mm -hmm. Maybe that'll help change the world, you know. Small things make big, big impacts. Yeah, I'll have to remember that. Well, so. like I said, it was my pleasure. And again, thank you so much for spending the time with us. And, and please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, mm -hmm. You have all of the contact information. And I'm always up for news or, you know, if you, you need something, there's something that you need to talk about. No problem. We can always schedule some time and, and make it happen. And, and beans, congratulations on your second championship. Uh, thank you. Um, thank you so much for having me. I mean, this is a pleasure on my head. I thought this is something that would never happen in my lifetime, I guess, for me. Uh, I mean, looking back, like when I was six, 16, I would never have thought that I'd be able to race the nationals or um, even be a champion. So this is, this is pretty cool right here. That's awesome. Well, ATV talk reach has reached out to 64 different countries. Wow. So we're, and we, we haven't even hit six months yet. So we think that, and, and every episode that you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and all the other affiliates. You can get our links through Facebook and Instagram. And and I didn't mean that as a shameless plug. That's not what that was for. <laughs> I was just trying to, 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 to let you know that all the episodes are always available. So what I do is I chart everybody. Like I'll chart you and watch your growth and see how it does in six or seven months from now. Cause some of the episodes do that. They have a, you know, just real slow, real slow, real slow. And then all of a sudden they have a spike 
and it's been, your episode's been out three or four months. And then it huh. has a huge spike and, and you'll get, you know, a hundred listens in, in a month's time. And you're like, wow, this is crazy. And then it'll slow back down. But then as it grows, more people talk about it amongst mm-hmm. community and more people will listen to it. So blow it up on social media for yourself. I don't know what your social media is like, you know, and you get yourself on Facebook, Instagram. I know you have an Instagram because that's how we got in touch with you. <laughs> right. No, I'll definitely post something. Don't worry. I'll be tagging you in both uh, Facebook and Instagram. I will be reaching back into in contact with you uh, when it comes close to airing your episode, because I will need a couple things from you. Usually I don't talk about it on the, when I'm recording, but you know what? It is okay. Everybody, everybody, everybody gets to hear a little bit of bits and pieces of the things that go on behind the scenes, but uh, mm-hmm. I'll reach out to you when I need the videos and uh, you'll, you'll be able to, to give me what you can, however you can. And, and uh, we'll go from there. Um, Make sure you tell your parents that I said thank you very much for raising such a, a wonderful daughter. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they'll like that, but yeah, I'll uh, I'll um, know. You carry yourself very well, and I appreciate that. You know, I, I talk to a lot mm-hmm. of people in the in the world that I walk in, and and y- you very well spoken and and very polite, and I wanted to thank you for that. Oh, thank you. Oh, um, like I said, thank you so much for having me on this again like i i just i really appreciate it that's um, i said you're a you're a champion in the in the woman's world and i'm trying to grow that community myself i i hope that you see i'm reaching out to as many of the professional women as i can um you know with uh brianna curley that was a west coast gal i'm still trying to convince angela moore hopefully that'll happen we got carol brandt we had adriana cooper you know yep. we're we're if you can get angela moore on the show that would be awesome because i would love to hear her story oh so would i because we could talk about some of the things that we know and uh, i'm sure we'd have an awesome awesome conversation because she is quite the character and she's super knowledgeable about atvs and just the fierce fierce competitor you know gosh she can mm-hmm. run i mean i'm glad i never raced against her because <laughs> i don't want her to ridicule me and laugh at me because she smoked me so right and who wants to admit that they got beat by a girl i've been beat by a couple girls it's okay I, I, yeah, I got the t-shirt. I wear it proudly. It's all right. You know, <laughs> what can I say? you know, if you can't admit it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my fifties. If I can't admit it by now, I'm never going to, but I can, uh, I've been passed by a couple of girls and, and, uh, Dustin Nelson, he's a West coast guy. He was a motor motorcycle convert to ATVs and his wife, we were at a track in Southern California and we were racing motorcycles and, you know, I'm doing everything I can to stay upright. And she jumped over me on a tabletop. Wow. That's impressive. Oh, she's, she is phenomenal rider. Uh, great personality, you know, fun to talk to, but, but the fact that what this young lady can do on a motorcycle, uh, yes, there are men that are talented, but when you watch this young lady ride, she's, she's very talented. So mm-hmm. Mad respect, mad respect. So don't, it, it's not one-sided with me. I, I have a, a daughter that was an athlete and uh, um, got to enjoy being a part of her athletics. It was, wasn't racing. She didn't really care for that a whole lot. Still doesn't. <laughs> but, but, you know, that happens when dad's not home all the time. So right. again, I will reach out to you. Um, make sure you stay in touch. Uh, we'll want to get a, probably a summer update on the, uh, if there's a break in the series, uh, I'll try to keep track of it as well and get you back on to see how your 2021 is going. Yeah, that'd be great. I would love to give you an update. Not a problem. Not a problem. You, you reach out with me too. You don't, don't feel like that you can't because you, you have the lines and, and, and you're, and it's available for you. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Have a great night and keep listening to ATV Talk. We'll definitely do. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. 
to you by Take Two Custom Tees. Screen printing experience that is dedicated to quality and customer service every time. San Diego's Body Evolution Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking after your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolutions.org or call for an appointment, 858-571-0160. Duncan Technologies International. More than 33 years in the industries building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all the available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk News. See you next time.